Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I am talking with YouTuber Adam Cornett. What is up, dude? Not much. Just got done eating dinner. Oh yeah, same here. What'd you have? I, uh, my wife made Chinese food tonight, so we had fried rice with uh, sesame chicken. Nice. It was rad. She cooked it in a big wok and everything. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, what did you have for supper? Let's <laughs> start I off with the food cast. Dinner. <laughs> ribs? I had breakfast for dinner. Oh, breakfast. Breakfast for dinner, yeah. I thought you said ribs, and I was like, oh, shit, that <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, breakfast for supper for is fucking rad. I love it. We're going to start off right away and make people hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So what sort of breakfast did you get down with for supper? Uh, We had biscuits and gravy and uh, some uh, bacon. Oh, fuck yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) I've been like killing it on breakfast lately, you know, because it's the whole most important meal of the day and all that shit. Yeah, I have too. (laughs) And so every morning I've gotten up and I've made a two egg sandwich. With like a two nice. like thin slices of like lunch meat ham, and yeah. sharp cheddar cheese, on toast with mayo and mustard, and I specifically separate the two. <laughs> it's like I've like gone through steps with this sandwich, and I feel like I've really perfected it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a stupid thing to get obsessed yeah. about. <laughs> Oh yeah. So um yeah, dude. Um how did you get into doing uh like YouTube videos and stuff? Well, um I just well I, well, I watched Jugger Nuggets. He's a YouTuber that uh he had a he, like he had a series called the Psycho Series and uh his dad would like break all of his stuff and they were all fake videos, but he but like, he portrayed it as real. Oh. Okay. And uh like at the end of the series, he, he like he like killed his dad. Oh. And like everybody thought it was real. Holy and shit. And he like fled the country and it was just really good. And I just figured I could maybe do something like that. And also you can make money doing YouTube as well. Yeah, didn't they just change like, the rules on that? Yeah, which is kind of stupid. You have to have like four thousand watch time hours and like a thousand subscribers to start getting paid again on YouTube. That's bullshit, man, because I've looked up your yeah. videos and it shows an ad at the beginning of it. So if they're getting fucking ad revenue from the watches that you're getting, eh, yeah, like, that's dirty. Like, like I think it starts like, like, like you have like 30 days and then it'll stop, I think. So like on February 20th, I think, is when they will cut it off. Oh, okay. They have like a, they have like a grace period for you. Wow. I wonder, if they're, I wonder why the fuck they're doing that. It's just, I don't know. I think... Like like the content and advertisers aren't really like good together or something. I don't. I like. I'm not sure. Like like the content is too like mature for the ads or something. Oh okay. I, I guess. <laughs> you think that they would just be able to just tailor the ads a little bit differently, you know? Yeah. I mean, my kids yeah. aren't interested in seeing ads for the stuff that I'm into. Yeah. But I mean, I so I've got two boys. And they watch YouTube constantly. And yeah. every once in a while, you know, I'll walk in the room and they'll be watching a video of, you know, people holding like plushies of like Angry Birds or something like that and reenacting stuff from it. Yeah. And they'll have the Angry Birds like cussing at each other and stuff. And it's like, I'm like, guys, <laughs> come on. You know, this is inappropriate. And they're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
we didn't know. And it's like, yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> um, I had heard something recently that there was some weird video that was getting filtered out of maybe it's like somewhere in Asia where it was like showing like violence with like babies and stuff like that. That's like weird. And it's like mm. s- seemingly targeted at children. I heard it on, it was probably like a Rogan podcast that I heard it on. Yeah. Um, they uh, like, they have a kid's uh, YouTube uh, like app and there's like, like, like videos of like Spider-Man and like, like, like Elsa getting it on and stuff. What? And they put it on that kid's like YouTube app because it has like Elsa and Spider-Man and, and like, like they don't filter it good enough. <laughs> that is fucked. So you have to be up. careful with that, right? Yeah, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of weird though. Like, what kind of weirdo would put that out there? And be like, hey, hey I'm gonna show this yeah. weird <laughs> shit to kids. Hey, <laughs> be like somebody who stands so in a department store and like rubs his mule through his fucking pocket or something. <laughs> Super creepy. <laughs> yeah, there's fucking weirdos out there. <laughs> <laughs> so um like who are some of like your youtube like um you know like the people that have like inspired you and stuff beyond that one dude who did that series uh well there's roman atwood he's a youtuber from up in columbus ohio and he does like like he's like a daily vlogger and he uploads every single day it's like a family channel and he's really cool nice and uh i like i have a bunch uh there's a guy named Adam the Woo, and he goes on adventures. Like he travels the country in like an RV now, and he just shows like like roadside attractions, abandoned places, amusement parks, and all kinds oh, of stuff cool. like that. Nice. So, what's your favorite yeah. of those that you've seen? Like, the, what's like the weirdest um, place or the most interesting one or whatever? I like his Disney videos the best because I'm a fan of Disney, and he goes to Disney World and Disneyland all the time. Oh, right on. Yeah, I've never been to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, uh, I've been, I, like, I've actually been twice. I was, okay, so okay, so I went once when I was, when I was three weeks old, and then I went in 2009, a month after my grandfather died. So, yeah. like, what, I don't know, like, what's your favorite part of going to Disneyland? Like, what, what, what about Disneyland, like, really speaks to you? Just the whole magic, and, like, you can be a kid there. Like you don't have to worry about life, and it's just a getaway. Yeah, amusement parks are great like that. Almost every yeah. summer we take the boys to like just this local one that's in. It's just outside yeah. Des Moines, Iowa, so it's only like an hour and a half away from our house, or so. It's not too bad, and it's called Adventureland. And we've we've been slowly trying to get the brave or get the boys braver and braver, <laughs> get them on the roller coasters. <laughs> And um, what's funny is that my, well, he's 10 now, but he was, he might've been eight. The first time I got him to ride a roller coaster, I had him go on this one called the dragon that has two loop de loops that goes completely upside down. So on his very first <laughs> roller coaster, ride, he was upside down on two loops. <laughs> and I was like, do you know how badass that is? <laughs> and he's like, ah, I'm good. I'm not going to ride that again. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite ride at Disneyland? Or Disney World. Um, uh, which one are you going to? World. Yeah, because that's the, the one on the East Coast, right? Yeah. Um, I would have to go with either Pirates of the Caribbean or the Haunted Mansion, probably. Oh, right on. See, I've seen pictures of 
the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and but I don't know anything about it. Like, how's that thing go? It's just like a little boat ride, and like you have like the animatronics, and like they added like Captain Jack a couple years back, and now he's in it, and it's just a nice little boat ride. So, did you get to see it pre Captain Jack at all? Uh, I think I saw it with him. I'm I don't exactly remember. Oh, okay. What are your thoughts on adding him to it? Do you think, like, yeah, it totally makes sense since he's, like, heading yeah. up the franchise and everything? Yeah. Uh, I haven't I seen the latest movie yet. No, neither have I. Um, God, I think I listened to, it might have been the Supercast review, and they're really tearing it apart, and so I just <laughs> never ended up getting around to it. Yeah. Um, on the flight back from Germany, I had so much time, you know, and I had that screen in front of me, and there was a handful of free movies to watch. And that was one of yeah. them on there. And if I'd have had more time on the flight, I would have gotten to it. <laughs> <laughs> but they had Star Wars A New Hope on there also. And I was like, okay, I can't not watch this. <laughs> and so even though I've seen that a million yeah. times, I still watched it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was good, though. I got to watch uh, John Wick 2 on that flight. And then I watched The Mummy also. I haven't seen John Wick 2 or The Mummy. I haven't seen the first John Wick either. Do you like the... Uh, you know, like kind of like the violent, you know, gung yeah. fu fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. You really dig those movies then. They're really well done. And the fight scenes in it are pretty badass. They're on my watch list. I just haven't got around to them yet. I know how that goes, man. I'm always way behind, especially on movies. <laughs> I just, I don't yeah. really have all that much screen time during the day. And, you know, because, I mean, my we we have a fairly small house and my boys are crazy when they're awake (laughs) and and also it's like i spend so much time at work and then they're gonna Mm -hmm. go to bed so soon after i get home where it's like okay i really kind of want to be around them while they're conscious and then it's like the irony is though that they're off using their imaginations and there's actually been times where i go in my kids room and just hang out and i'm just watching them play and they'll stop and look at me like what like I'm just just watching you guys use your imaginations. It's great, and they're like, "Okay, you can go now." <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not even teenagers yet. And you're kicking me out. Shit. <laughs> and you mentioned the haunted mansion. What is is that like? Kind of like something that you walk through? No. Uh, well, originally it was going to be a walkthrough attraction, but then they decided to make it like like you sit in a like you sit in a vehicle. And uh, it's like three to a seat, and it's just like a ride in like this gondola type thing, I guess you would call it. And it's like the story of the Haunted Mansion. And then like at the end of the uh, ride, there is like three pictures of like ghosts, and it's a mirror. And then it looks like the ghost is actually going home with you. Oh, that's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is the ghost pretty creepy looking? It's kid friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean like terrifying, but still like enough to give you pause where you're like, yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the conjuring or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember the first time I ever heard about the conjuring and it was on during my, I think I took like a, what was this? It had to have been close to like a decade moratorium on horror movies. And it's for the dumbest fucking reason. I watched the movie The Grudge when uh, my wife and I had our first apartment. And there was, at the time, I was a window tent installer. And so I was constantly just having to go into people's houses. 
and like the part in the grudge where it would work out to where if you just walked into this house, say if you were just having to go in to perform some service, like either like the you know you would like attach to you and follow you home or whatever. I mean, you, the, good bad things happen to these fucking people. You know, nothing good went down. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucked up. I got to go into big fucking creepy rich people's houses all the time because I mean it's not cheap <laughs> to tint your fucking windows in your house. You're talking thousands of dollars, and so I'm in yeah. this big creepy like million dollar plus houses all by myself you know during the day putting up window tent and stuff and i'm like i don't need these ideas bouncing around my head (laughs) have you ever seen that one no i haven't oh dude it's fucked up it's like this house that's like in japan and this really brutal murder happened in it and so like at the beginning of the movie there's this narration saying that if like somebody like passes over in the grip of like a powerful, you know, rage or emotion of some sort like that, then like their spirit will linger around. And so it like basically taints this house and this family moves into it and it slowly drives everybody crazy in it. And there's this one horrible fucking part that was actually in the trailer for the movie. So I'm not really spoiling anything with this where, you know, a lot of houses will have like a trap door to get into your attic yeah. where you just like lift it up and then you got to like peek your head up in there and do that fucking awful 360 degree <laughs> turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's like this fucking creepy ass little boy ghost like behind him, <laughs> like making this really fucking awful sound. And yeah. And so all that shit was bouncing around <laughs> in my head. And so for the longest time I was like, fuck it. I'm done with these movies. This was a shitty movie and it scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> But then I heard somebody talking about The Conjuring and saying that, oh, my God, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. And I, and so I was like, well, that's on my fuck that list. I'm never going to watch that. <laughs> well, my wife loves scary movies. And so yeah. she watches it and she's like, I didn't think it was that bad, but it's a really awesome story. You really got to watch this. And so she, just this year, within the last year, she's talked me into watching more movies like that. And so I watched The Conjuring with her. And it did have a couple parts in it where it like made my heart almost stop. Yeah, but, me like, too. But I did not think it was like the scariest movie I'd ever seen. So I think the person telling me about it was maybe overselling it a, a tad bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, have you seen any of the sequels to it? Uh, I've seen Annabelle, but I haven't seen Annabelle 2 or The Conjuring 2 yet. But okay. they're still on my watch list. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen any of those yet. But um, I've seen screenshots of like that demonic looking nun from The uh, yeah. Conjuring 2. And I was like, oh, wow, that looks fucking freaky okay so you like disney stuff have you read any of like the disney like storybook comics no but uh you were talking about them on one of the other episodes and i was like i have to get these and they're on my list that uh, to get eventually yeah i know paul hart has read quite a few of yeah. them but the the haunted mansion one was really awesome and so when you brought that right up it immediately made me think of that yeah yeah i've been reading a uh, saga Oh, yeah, dude. How far in are you? Um, I just finished volume two the other day, and I'm about to start volume three. (laughs) What are your thoughts on it so far? I love it. Uh, My favorite character is uh, Isabel. Yeah, Isabel's great. (laughs) I love the way she's drawn, too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Isn't the art in that is just so spectacular? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that is... um, I'm sure they... Listeners have got to have heard about Saga before, and if you haven't, it is a fantastic comic book. It is by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples, 
and it's an image book. So you can pick up the volume one trade, which is like the first probably like five issues or so. You can probably pick it up for less than $10, especially if you have uh, like Amazon prime access or something like that. I highly yeah, recommend uh, everyone to get that book. Like that's always the one to where like my number one copy is I've loaned it out to so many people. <laughs> like just, you have to read this just out of the blue. <laughs> the second I finished it, I like I like go to the second one immediately. Nice. Oh, I I started a foolish quest a while back of trying to collect all the single issues, but it's going to be rough because <laughs> oh that that number one is really damn expensive. Yeah, I bet. And it's like oh, I, I don't know if I'm willing to treat myself that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so many other things that I want to spend money on. I have too many freaking interests. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so with your YouTube videos, I mean, I just earlier I watched that newest one you had done with uh, <laughs> the the ragu swagu. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty funny story, dude. <laughs> it's hilarious. And what's funny is that I remember watching that on Twitter, and I was like, man, that's kind of fucking sad that the people got the ragu. I voted for fucking prego. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but now I kind of want to change my vote. I think I'm swayed by material things. <laughs> I did the same thing. I wanted the stuff, so I was like... Oh, Are you shitting me? Really? No. <laughs> you fucking gamed the system. <laughs> I'm all about the free swag. <laughs> you are what's called an independent voter, right? <laughs> it's like, I'm going to get a t-shirt and what now? <laughs> yeah, I like your sauce. <laughs> um, okay, so back to a cooking question. Have you ever made a marinara sauce from scratch? No, I don't oh. cook them, actually. It's so easy to do. You should try it, like, especially if, like, if you dig like pasta with a red sauce like that. Just look up, or actually, fuck that. I will send you a simple recipe. <laughs> I will okay. post it on the Facebook page so everybody can know how to make a really simple, delicious sauce. All right. And I'm not claiming to be like fucking, you know, an iron chef or anything. So this is, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about how this sauce sucks. If yours is better, good. Post up your own fucking <laughs> recipe and we'll have a really weird thread on the page. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so two years ago, my wife planted a garden for the first time, and we grew so many cherry tomatoes. I mean, it was like ridiculous. It was like popcorn bowls full of freaking cherry tomatoes. It's like, what are we going to do with all these damn things? And so I started looking up uh, recipes, and it was actually pretty damn simple to make a sauce out of cherry tomatoes, and it was really sweet. And yeah, it was damn good. And... um. Let's see, we had some heirloom tomato plants also, and we were growing heirloom tomatoes like the size of softballs out there. And like that was, that made a good sauce too, but I really thought the cherry tomato one was a lot better. So I'll put that recipe up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> some of the twists and turns this shit takes. I'm like, why are you talking about spaghetti <laughs> sauce? Like, yeah, okay, it kind of ties into the ragu thing, but holy shit. <laughs> uh, so, um... So with Saga, are there any other like image books that you uh, read? Um, 
I'm just reading Saga right now, but I have picked up uh, I picked up Plastic over the weekend, so oh, I haven't nice. got to read that yet. But I would pick that up, and I've picked up Paper Girls so far, and I haven't read that yet still. And I'm working on The Walking Dead. Oh, how far into Walking Dead are you? Uh, just the first volume. Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember. I watched years... the show. So. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. So. What is your perspective on it from, you know, going from the show has that being like your, you know, your introduction to the characters and then kind of the world and everything. What what do you think of the comic in that light? It's really like the characters are different. And plus they don't have like Daryl in like, like Daryl's not in it. Yeah. So that's weird. And like the dynamic between all the characters are different because Daryl's not in there. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's all black and white, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a while since I read it, but I remember years and years ago, a friend just gave me like a CD-ROM disc, and he was like, you've mm-hmm. got to you've gotta, you gotta check this out. And it had like the first, I don't know, a whole bunch of issues on it. And so I read through those, and I was like, oh, this is great. And so then, you know, I started picking it up, and or, what was it? No, because I actually don't have him. I'm getting lost in stupid details. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend that had the trades that I borrowed from him. That's how it went. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I read up to like the first hundred issues because I remember when he handed me that last trade, he was saying that it was pretty rough. And yeah. and I was like, yeah, fuck that. And, and so I eventually tapped out. But before it, there was like so much good shit in it. So if you are just in like the second or the third trade, like a, kind of what's going on like where where are they at um shane actually just died okay because i'm in the first trade still oh okay Shane is dead now yeah shit see it's been so long since i read it i don't want to say anything and potentially give shit away (laughs) 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 okay so yeah getting back to your youtube channel like I don't know with this new change in the rules like is are there any changes that you plan on doing are you are you just going to kind of keep on pressing on you know cuz it's like you know kind of your thing right I mean does it really matter if it's the ad I mean it, or the revenue I mean it's kind of nice but like I don't know, what's your take on that Well um I've only made like 8 8 9 dollars right now and you don't get paid until you reach 100 dollars so oh, I'm not yeah. really getting nothing until I reach 100 dollars yeah, I did a so I wrote um MP, I don't know, it might be too long to really call it a short story. It's really like more of a novella length. Um but like I had I'd written it was meant to start out as like a seven page short story, but then the people I shared it with were like, Oh, I gotta know what happens next and so then I wrote several more chapters after it. But um it's it's called I Become Death and it's this story about it's like a team of like zombie hunters that like go through and actually like clear out portions of cities. Like it's kind of taking place like towards the end of like a zombie outbreak. And I made that available on the Kindle library and they have rules that are really similar to that Mm. to where it's like, okay, you need to get so much in sales and then we'll like cut you a check. But they just recently changed that where now they're like, Hey, give us your bank information and we'll just put it in there. And so, like, I've kind of like, hmm. <laughs> like, like, maybe open a different account with a different checking. <laughs> I 
<laughs> just because I'm a little bit suspicious of shit like that. But I mean, fuck, man. Today, this day and age, you can't be fucking careful. Before you know yeah, it, some dude do. in Russia's got your shit. <laughs> Internet's a very dangerous place nowadays. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fucking... Yeah. I don't know. Internet. <laughs> but, you know, without it, we wouldn't be doing this show. We wouldn't... I mean, exactly. We won't I mean, have PCL. I, that almost made it sound like I was, like, saying bad shit about the Internet, but it's more, you know... It, <laughs> It is kind of fucked up that, you know, I mean, it's got to just be human nature that if if people have a way to reach out and try and fuck with you, they're going to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like some of the negative aspects of the Internet, like, you know, like with the hacking or fucking viruses and shit like that. It's like, why why do people got to go and fucking ruin it? Yeah. I mean, and that's just like with the fucking physical side of it i mean like what about like with the fucking trolling stuff i hate trolls yeah but some of the funniest comments on my youtube channel are the trolls <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude i love it the times in in the arm the army page where you've like shared instances of like the trolling and how you handled it like i've always like walked away from those posts being like like that is fucking awesome the way you fucking handled that. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, why don't why don't you tell the listeners kind of a little bit about yourself and? Um... Well, um, I'm I'm currently 22, and right now I'm just working at my uh, family's company. Uh, we have an ambulance company that I've been working at for the past three years now. And uh, I'm in the billing office being a billing clerk. Oh, right on. Uh, we've had this business for like, I think, 40, 40 plus years, I think. My grandfather originally started, it used to be a taxi cab company. And then we went into, there were several different changes. We went to a taxi company, to a moving company. And then we had a limo service at one point. And now we're just an ambulance company. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I know. I'm I'm a little bit familiar with how those work. So basically, an ambulance company is it's kind of like a private entity that I mean they have you know obviously trained EMPs and stuff that they employ, and they own yeah. the ambulances, and they send them out during emergency calls and then you guys have your own billing system where people are kind of billed separately for like the ambulance services and everything, right? Yeah. Uh, well we, we more do non-emergencies, uh, like doctor's appointments and taking people to and from like the hospitals and stuff. Oh, that's cool. But we do the occasional, but we do have the, have the, have the occasional emergency. I know years and years ago, I used to, um, I used to be able to go to a place where they actually built ambulances. It was really interesting getting cool. to see those get kind of built from the ground up, and they'd actually bring in, you know, like Ford chassis and stuff like that with a cab, and then yeah. they'd, they'd build the whole back part to go onto it, and all the cabinetry and everything. It was really fascinating to see, yeah, in, in kind of like a you know how it's made type way. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever used to watch that show? No. It was pretty good. I think it was maybe on the Science Channel or something. And it would just like have a handful of different 
you know, things that they would focus on and it would show you the process from beginning to end, you know, on how like everyday objects yeah. are made. It was pretty fucking I, cool. I think I've seen parts of it. I think I've seen parts of it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I used to, I don't know that it seemed like when I do have time for TV, like it's more, that's the sort of stuff I watch because it, it just kind of works out with like my house environment. You know, I mean, with his, with the kids being the age they are and stuff, it's it's hard for me to sit down and actually focus on a plot when yeah. <laughs> when there's that much distraction in the house. And so it, it just kind of works out that I can watch documentaries and, I don't know, almost just like educational programs like that. Like, do you ever get down with anything like that? Uh, I occasionally like like to watch like some documentaries on like Netflix and stuff, but that's about all I get. And uh, I I recently went through some of the White Rabbit uh, uh, projects on Netflix. It's oh, with the people from the MythBusters. I liked it a lot. It was very interesting. What is your opinion on the new MythBusters that are on TV? I haven't actually seen those. See, I see commercials for it all the time, but I've I've yet to watch an episode. I don't really watch actually much like live television anymore, uh, just because of Netflix and Amazon and YouTube. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I know a lot of people are mo- moving that direction to pretty much just stream everything. Yeah, especially now with like the uh, like the Sling TV and the live streaming TV that you can get. Do you have any concerns with like um like the net neutrality issue that now your internet provider might be jacking up the price for you to you know use those sort of services? Yeah, I think that's stupid. It's really I don't like that at all. Yeah, I mean, it just it feels like a just a money grab. Yeah. <laughs> just they could they like sit around and just think about it like how can we fuck them and squeeze more money out of them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what better way though? I mean, so many people like rely on it that it's like okay, yeah. we can really charge more here, and we it, it's got to be this attitude of we can because they will because they will feel like they have to because yeah. they're addicted to the fucking you know streaming things on the internet. Do you watch the show? Uh, this is us. I've never seen that one. Uh, what's it about? It's about a family, and like they go back and forth from um, like them today and back when they were kids, and they go back and forth, and it's just like this family, and they follow the story of the family, and their dad uh, died when they were teenagers, and we are just now figuring out how he died, and so. He died on like the Super Bowl night, and so like last episode we found out that there was a fire. Spoiler alert for everybody: um, <laughs> that there was a fire, <laughs> and uh, it ends as soon as the fire starts. And so now they are waiting, waiting until Super Bowl Sunday to show us what happens on the show on Super Bowl night in the show. Oh wow! That's kind of ballsy to put it up. Yeah, I mean, like, you're really fucking gambling on your story right there. <laughs> it's a really good show. I highly recommend it if you guys haven't seen it. And what's it available on again? Um, it's on Hulu, um, but it comes on uh, NBC at uh, 
on Tuesdays at uh, nine o'clock. Oh, okay. Okay, so it is. It's one of those shows that's on both. Yeah. Man, that is fucking ballsy to put that against the Super Bowl. Holy shit! <laughs> it's like right after the Super Bowl. Oh, it's after it. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant it was going up against it, and I'm like, who no, the fuck no. plans that? Like, who's <laughs> like, like, like they're like. Like, I'm going to pull out my big, awesome TV series dick and lay it on the table. And people are going to stare at that over the Super Bowl? Like, that, I just can't imagine the level of bravery. <laughs> Dude, that was, like, blowing my mind. Oh, I was totally not picking up what you were putting down there. <laughs> uh, but, hey, I got to use that awesome dick analogy, so there we go. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah, uh let's see. Did you watch uh, Marvel's uh, Runaways on Hulu? I haven't watched it, but I've no uh, like but I've seen uh, Brian Brian and Rebecca talking about it, and I might start watching that eventually down the road. It is really good. Like I went for a while without having uh Hulu. Just because I was spending enough on comics and stuff to where I was like, yeah. okay, I got to, if I cut out Hulu, that's almost the price of, you know, two more comic issues a month. Yeah. <laughs> like I was rationing <laughs> out my decisions like that. And, uh, but yeah, when, when Runaway started, I was like, okay, this sounds really interesting. I'm, I'm definitely piqued that it is based on something that Brian K. Vaughn wrote. Then when Brian and Rebecca were going on about how good it was, it just on social media, I was like, oh, yeah. shit, I really got to watch this. And then, you know, it's like I, I, I didn't want to listen to the podcast and <laughs> not have the context of the show. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, OK, I'm definitely going to get this. And so I just well, what I tried to do is I tried to get one of those 30 day free trials. But then when I put my email address in, it recognized me. So I should have used a different email. <laughs> <laughs> and so right away they pulled that money out of my account fucking fast <laughs> but it was totally worth it i mean because runaways is so good it's riveting dude i think you'll really dig it when you get into it i want to read the books uh, like do you think i should read the book first or watch the show i read the first couple volumes of the trades first and it gave me a little bit of context as to like kind of what like abilities or, you know, talents or gadgets or powers or, you know, whatever. Cause it's like a wide group amongst all these kids, but it follows the comic closely in that aspect, but everything else is almost completely different. It's like, I don't know. The analogy that I was coming up with in my head when I was watching it is that the comic of runaways was almost like, it was like a really good, like impressionist painting, you know, like a Monet or something like that, where it yeah. just kind of looks yeah. blurry, but it's still like awesome and beautiful. And then like the show was like, it was done in like high definition, like where it flushed hmm. out so many extra details with like the motivations of the parents. And it slowed the plot line down a lot to where, you know, I, I remember people were making comments watching the show being like, you know, I'm three episodes in. When are these people going to run away? <laughs> it's like in, in the comic, it happens fairly quick. But in the TV show, I mean, they really stretch it out and like they really heighten the drama and the suspense in it also. And they just deepen this mystery. And they changed enough of it that like as far like I've read the maybe the first two volumes of the comic. 
they just don't have things flushed out in the comic the way that they are in the show the, with the mystery that they put behind the parents and the parents' motivation for what they're doing. And the, the parents also feel a lot more sympathetic in a, in a strange way in the show as well, where it's like, you can't deny the fact that yes, they're involved in some fucked up shit, but then you, when you see the motivations and stuff for what's going on with it, it's, it's, um, it really kind of pulls at your heartstrings and stuff in, in very interesting angles. It's a great show. I'll just check it out then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, absolutely. <laughs> hmm, like watching like the streaming shows and stuff like that. Like, what sort of like genre do you usually push towards? Just about anything. Um, I really dig the uh, Stranger Things. Oh yeah, uh, season one and two. Uh, the LA was really good. See, Have I you didn't seen that, watch one? that one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was really weird, uh, and so it's like it's probably something that I dig. It's really different, but it's the story's really good. And I've been watching the uh, the uh, Trail Hunters recently. I'm about halfway through season one on that. Oh, nice! The cool thing about about season one of Troll Hunters is it's technically it's two complete story arcs. So you can almost look at season one of Troll Hunters like it's season one and season two. Hmm. Because season two, like the actual official season two, is only 13 episodes. And season one is 26 episodes, but it's split down into 13 episode arcs. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, How far? So are you like up through episode 13 yet? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I'm like episode fourteen, fifteen, I think, somewhere around there. Oh, rad. <laughs> Dude, I've seen, like, my kids love that show. And so it was just one where, like, my wife and I actually, the first time that they were watching it, like, we became enamored with it. And so then it got to the point where even if, <laughs> it was like the thing that Lindsay and I would suggest. When we'd be like, turn on the TV and they were like showing interest that they wanted to watch TV. We'd be like, hey, do you guys want to watch Troll Hunters? and so yeah dude i bet i've seen that first season oh man maybe like two dozen times or so it's like if it's kid-friendly television like i've probably seen quite a bit of it yeah like with with you saying that you're into like the disney stuff did you ever watch like phineas and ferb yeah i watched phineas and ferb yeah (laughs) what do you think of that i like i love i love that show it's hilarious i love Perry the platypus Yes, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Phineas and Ferb is such a great show. I mean, yeah. the the humor that's in it is so good. The just the the crazy things that they get into are so entertaining and like almost every episode has like some sort of song in it and some of the songs can be really really catchy. Uh, let's see. I think we've actually got two of the albums that we would listen to in the car when we drive around with the kids. And it was like, this is kids music. I don't mind listening to like, I'll sing along with it. <laughs> like a lot of the songs. <laughs> like what's your favorite, uh, like Disney property then? Well, since they have star Wars and Marvel, I mean, there's a lot to choose from now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's break it down then. What is, what's like your favorite Disney property that's like you know non-marvel or star wars but we can move towards those 
Um, right now, it'd probably have to be Moana. Oh, that's a good one. Because the guy from Hamilton did it, and it's just a, it's a really awesome movie. So I've never seen Hamilton, but I've heard lots of good things about it. I've never seen Hamilton either, but the soundtrack is amazing. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's listened, really funny. I listened to it to like probably a thousand times by now. Like that's all I listen to nowadays is Hamilton for about two years. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a deep obsession, dude. Like if I'm in the car, it's Hamilton. If I'm just in my room doing something, I'm probably I'll I'll listen to Hamilton some. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked the songs in Moana. It was good shit. Yeah. Have you seen The Greatest Showman yet? No. No, I, I remember seeing the trailers for it, so I know it has um, Wolverine in it. Yeah. It has Wolverine, and then they have a Troy Bolton in it from High School Musical, and they do a duet together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen any of Hugh Jackman's musicals. I've I know he's seen really into and, and I've seen Les Mis, but I didn't really like, like Les Mis at the time when I saw it. Yeah. I remember seeing trailers. Like, I'm really good at remembering trailers. If I see them on TV, like, they'll usually stick in my head. And so I remember that one, and I know I've always seen him up for, like, hosting, like, the Tonys and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think of Hugh Jackman? He's a fantastic actor. I really like him uh, as 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 Wolverine. I'm sad to see him leaving the role. What was your favorite movie with uh, Wolverine in it? Or what was your uh, favorite performance of his? Probably it would have to be Logan, probably. Yeah, that one was... That might have been... That might have been the only one that I actually saw in the theater. I might have seen the first one in the theater, but like it's I've I've always like really liked movies and stuff, but I really like movies in the privacy of my own house a lot better. <laughs> but um especially recently with like listening to so much PCL and and then, you know, like some of the other pop culture podcasts I listen to, like the Supercast and Joe Schmo and stuff. Um I I, I feel like it's I want to go see these movies because it's like, I, I want to hear, you know, my the, get discussed on the podcast that I like to listen to. <laughs> and so like that actually, it's kind of funny that these podcasts then push me towards actually going out to the movies. <laughs> but, um, my wife and I went and saw Logan together and that was really, really good. I've still only seen it the one time, but, me too. but yeah, I thought I, it I was have it really on Blu-ray. Great. Oh, you I got it on Blu-ray, Blu-ray and you haven't watched it yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to watch the newer version of it, the black and white one. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. Sweet. Okay. So kind of getting back to like the, the Disney properties and stuff, like what's your favorite Marvel property that, that Disney does? Um, probably it'd have to be, well, now it's Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man homecoming. I thought that was like one of their best movies to date. Right on. So, like, um, so it's like Spider-Man, one of your favorite characters, then? Yeah. 
like, well, what do you love the most about Spider-Man? Just um, his character and like how his uncle dies a thousand times. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like a sad character. I haven't read any of the comics, but from the movies, I like. I, I really need to read some Spider-Man comics. When I started doing the comic cast with Jordan, that was when the first time I really picked up and started reading some Spider-Man comics. And so it was like more of the newer stuff. And like none of it really hooked me too much. But I've heard so many people in the army talk about like really good, you know, storylines and stuff from the past that like I've been really wanting to go back and read like Ultimate Spider-Man because I've heard that was pretty good. And I know when I did that superheroes one with Dante, he talked about a lot of ones where they got me stoked where I was like, oh, shit. And so I wrote them all down. <laughs> and so now I just got to begin the process of, like tracking them down. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always been interested in him as a character. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got like a really cool power set. And I mean, obviously, like, I'm going to enjoy that <laughs> power set that he can just <laughs> stick to walls and climb and stuff because, like, I don't know how many times I've actually thought that. I'm like, oh, God, why can't I just fucking <laughs> stick to this thing like Spider Man? <laughs> I remember when, when I first got into climbing, I didn't have the internet at the time because I didn't, like, I didn't really have enough money to afford the um uh the broadband in town where i was at like it just we couldn't really fit it into our budget at the time and i was like i'm not fucking paying for dial-up internet anymore like it, there was just so much frustration with it it was like every time i get online it was just you know i mean it just reached a point where you, you just can't use fucking dial-up anymore there's just too much fucking shit <laughs> online it's like if you don't have like dsl or high speed of some sort. Like, you are fucked. The information highway is close to you. You know, you are driving a moped, and nobody wants you <laughs> on the fucking freeway. <laughs> and so, to get around that and to, like, still, like, you know, chase the things that I was really into, I would just subscribe to a shitload of magazines. And so, at one time, I was subscribing to, like, three different climbing magazines. And I remember reading this article where they were interviewing all these kids that were really good competitive climbers. The shorthand on that in, in climbing is they call it comp climbing because they travel around and they do these different competitions. It's it's crazy. Like when they, they actually start these little kids off and like the kids get super passionate about climbing, like they can get to the point where they're climbing insanely hard things at like a really young age. And so it can be really inspiring. And so a lot of people like kind of get into following youth climbing because it's like, you know, these are going to be like the crushers of tomorrow, you know. Hmm. and in these interviews they were asking the kids like who their heroes were and all these kids were like stating you know different pro climbers and shit like that and i remember this one kid was like who's your hero he's like spider-man <laughs> <laughs> you know and really i mean that totally makes sense <laughs> that should be your hero <laughs> i mean yeah it's rad that like pro climbers can like climb really hard stuff i mean Fucking Spider-Man's climbing a glass building, and he's not do, have it, he doesn't have the fancy suction cup things that Tom Cruise had. <laughs> you know, in Mission Impossible. <laughs> I actually read this article though that for like, have you seen that? I don't remember which exact one that was, but it was the one where he had to climb that skyscraper in like Dubai or something like that. I think it was in the trailer for it. I haven't seen the Mission Impossible movies. You haven't seen any of them. 
No. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, I haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen a lot of the new ones, but I remember I watched that first one a shitload of times when that came out. Like that thing actually kind of blew my mind a bit. That, that might've been, I'm terrible at remembering movie years, but that might've been like a late nineties, early two thousands movie maybe. But anyway, the one the like one of the ones later on down the line, when he's like climbing that skyscraper, he yeah. wore these special shoes that had rubber that was like formulated to actually stick to glass. Hmm. Yeah. And like a climbing uh, company who actually developed the rubber for him. Like, and it was specifically requested like for that movie shoot is the way I read it. And then they turned around. Yeah, and like, actually didn't he actually like, like do that like by himself? He didn't have like, like, like any harnesses or nothing on him. I don't know. You'd think that they would have had a harness on him and they would have digitally scrubbed that out. Yeah. Because I mean, that's pretty fucking ballsy. I know he likes to yeah. pride himself on doing his own stunts, but... Oh, that's getting pretty close to the... I mean, that's literally getting close to the fucking edge doing something like that. That's like watching yeah. like those, you know, like Ukrainian daredevils and stuff that'll like do handstands out on the end of a crane in the middle of a city or something like that. I can't stand those videos. They always give me like a heart attack. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I don't like watching them. <laughs> <laughs> So do you spend, I mean, obviously, like, if you do the YouTube videos, you you spend a, a quite a bit of time, like, watching different YouTube channels and stuff like that? Yeah, right now I'm watching this guy named David Dobrik. Uh, he, uh, he was a Viner, and now he's become, like, super famous on YouTube, and he gets paid, like, millions of dollars, and he's, like, 21 years old, and he's Holy making, shit. like, millions of dollars because of brand deals. So what sorts of videos does he do? He just does like his life, his daily vlogs. Well, he posts Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and he posts like like four like the videos are all four twenty. Uh, it's like four minutes and twenty seconds long, so it's four twenty. Oh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't know why he does it, but he's like all like straight edge and stuff. But That's odd. Then it's, <laughs> it's weird. But he's making like the bank. He has like two houses in like LA, and it's ridiculous. Wow, all from fucking YouTube videos. Yeah, it was it was Vine and then YouTube. So, what was the deal with Vine videos? They were like they had they to be were, just a certain length, right? Yeah, they were six seconds long. <laughs> Only six? <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, <laughs> but uh. Vine shut down, I think it was last year, I think it was last year or the year before, and but now the but the maker of Vine is making a Vine 2 now. So I don't know what that's going to entail, but he's like working on Vine 2. Huh. Do you think they'll be like three second videos? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe 12. Oh, there you go. Take it the opposite way. <laughs> Well, they say that like the average person has got like a super short ex- um, attention yeah. span. That like these days, if you can't get your point across in like X amount of seconds, you know you're going to lose vast swaths of people. Yeah, I think that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what do you think? I think it's sad too. I mean, um, I heard like um, like at, like a high school like like classes are like fifty five minutes long. And I heard, like, you normally only have, like, a 35 or 35-minute attention span. 
And so, like, after, like, 25 minutes, you, like, shut off. And so you don't really, like, like retain the information that the teacher's telling you. Yeah, I suppose if the teacher doesn't have, like, a, you know, a, a good way of delivering it to you. Yeah. I don't know, man. What was What was that one YouTuber that you were telling me about? Like, right before we started, you were saying that he did something in Japan? Oh, uh, McJugger Nuggets. He's the one that fled the country in the series. Oh, okay. <laughs> he went to Switzerland. And, like, that was his final episode where he, where, like, he killed his dad and then he fled the country to Switzerland. And that's how the series ended. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess I didn't, I, I must have mistook what you were saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> So I, I know one of the other things is, you know, you've kind of talked before about how there's like a medical condition you have. Like, like what, what is that? It's uh, the medical condition I have is called a fatty acid, ox- a, a fatty acid oxidation disorder. And I, there are different types of it. Uh, there's uh there's a medium chain, a long chain and a very long chain. And I have the long chain. It's called LCHAD. And uh, LCHAT stands for Long Chain 3 Hydroxyl Co-Dehydroxygenase Deficiency or something like that. (laughs) And uh, basically, I don't have the enzymes to break down fat for energy, so my body breaks down my muscles instead. And that's what causes me to not be able to stand or walk for long periods of time. Wow, that would... You know, because I know that your body, like just like the, you know, the average body or whatever can reach a point where it does start burning muscle tissue instead yeah. of, you know, fat or sugar reserves or whatever like that. And so, but with yours, is that that just happens all the time. Yeah. So it's really hard, 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 hard for me to lose weight. But uh, I've been trying. Uh, before Christmas, I lost like seven pounds in two months, I think it was. I posted on the on our uh, on our uh, page on on the private victories page uh but after i think after christmas and stuff i gained it back i think yeah that's but i'm working on hard. but i'm working on it again to lose some weight trying to lose some weight that's great like wh- like what sorts of things can you try and do to um you know kind of f- facilitate it with with that it's more like of a diet thing but like like I can walk, like I can build my legs up, but it's just going to take me a long time to build that muscle and strength up to be able to walk far. I used to get in the hospital like like all the time. I've probably been in the hospital a good seventy five times probably in my life because of it. Wow. So, like, what what sorts of things leads to you know the hospitalization? Um. Whether I'm like, well, the heat affects uh, the the heat and the cold uh, can affect it. Uh, stress, and then me doing like a bunch of stuff. Like if I'm like out and doing a lot, I get weak, and then my legs start to hurt, and then I just can't walk anymore. Yeah, that'd be so hard, man. So I know, like, you have to use like a a chair to get around for the most yeah. part. Yeah. So, 
like I'm assuming you have to have like a like do you have like a van or something like that the like with a ramp that it loads up into or um, I actually have a have like I have a uh, I have a Ford I have a Ford Escape and I have a lift on the back of my vehicle. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And using the chair isn't that bad because like at like the amusement parks you get to go through like the back way and get on the ride super fast. Um, you get like special treatment of like conventions. Like you don't have to wait in line at conventions. <laughs> That's a perk. <laughs> <laughs> like when like like when I met Stan Lee, I just got right up there to him and I met him like like that, like immediately. I didn't have to wait in the long line to meet him. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have to use it to your advantage. <laughs> well, I like that you have a positive outlook on it. You immediately went to the perks. <laughs> that's the, I mean, you know, that's the best way to accomplish or, you know, to really tackle anything because, yeah. you know, having something like that, it's, you know, life is already fucking hard. And then to throw in, you know, extra fucking things like that, where it's like, man, so many people don't realize how good they got it, that yeah. they can just get up and go walk around and go be active. And in a way, does it kind of, does it kind of bum you out when you see, you know, people not take advantage of that? Do you almost want to shake them? <laughs> be like, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> Like some days, I wish like I would like like I didn't have the dis- like like I didn't have the disorder, but then again, I'm just faced with it and I have to deal with it. And I'd rather look at the good side than the bad side of it. That's awesome. You know, I bet that getting in the head of the line that probably helped at Disneyland too or Disney World too, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> 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 is there any sort of like therapy or cure or you know treatment or like what what sort of options do you have with that it's a, a rare disorder um i actually have to go to pittsburgh once a year now to the special doctor to like do like a like a checkup yearly and uh i i have to drink this oil called it's called triheptanolin and it's from like at first, it was from Germany because it wasn't FDA approved. But now there's a new study in America trying to get it FDA approved. So I've been taking that for several years now, and it helps my legs a lot. So is this whenever pre- I? Oh, sorry, dude. Uh, whenever, uh, whenever I was first diagnosed, uh, I went to Texas, and they meet like they were trying things, and they like they found the oil. And, like, the next day I was fine. Like, I was, like, immediately, like, running around the hospital, and I was fine. Oh, man, that had to feel pretty good. Yeah, I don't really remember it that much because I was so young. But my mom always, but my mom always tells, the, tells whenever we go to, like, a new doctor or something. Okay, so what what is that called again? Um, the short term... It's called LCHAD. It's L-C-H-A-D-D, and it's a fatty acid oxidation disorder. I was just Googling it. I started getting curious. I was like, I wonder if this is something <laughs> that 
I mean, just recently I had listened to a, and like I did not think it was going to go this way. I was at first I was like, "What the fuck?" But Mel Gibson of all people was on the Joe Rogan Experience, and they were talking about stem cell treatments. And so right away I was like, "I wonder if this is something." <laughs> And being that I don't have a guy in the background that I can ask <laughs> questions to, I have to do it myself. <laughs> I don't know. Have you have you heard of anything like that or any sorts of treatments or anything like that? I mean, no, other than um, other than the the one that you were taking from Germany, it um it really affects my liver a lot, and uh, we think that maybe if I got a liver transplant, it might help some. But I'm not sure about that. But the surgery is like really risky to do. So it's kind of, you might die or, you know what I mean? Because you have to have like a kind of testing done and stuff before you have a liver transplant done. Yeah, that'd be a pretty scary proposition to go into to just yeah. elect to do something that risky. And it might not even help at all. Yeah, exactly kind of like jumping back to like the Disney stuff. We totally glossed over star Wars <laughs> <laughs> and I would be remiss if we didn't bring up porgs on here. <laughs> I'm sharing my porg mug right now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> so what is up with the fascination with porgs? They're just adorable. And the fact that Brian hates them, <laughs> I thought you said you hated trolls. <laughs> no, it's okay because I'm trolling with something adorable. <laughs> exactly. I'm not being the asshole troll. <laughs> Boy, that sounded like something that fucked up. <laughs> Have you ever seen Clerks 2? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll bring it up then. <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen any of the Kevin Smith movies? I've seen uh, the first Clerks, and I think that's all I've seen. I want to see Tusk, but I heard oh it's God. really weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a Kevin Smith movie I have not seen myself. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that podcast where he first talked about it and did like the hashtag and everything, and I was like, what in the fuck, man? This <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a weird fucking story. And then I've heard it get covered on a handful of podcasts, and and so yeah, I just haven't. That and it also just kind of fit into that, <laughs> where it's like, okay, I don't have that much screen time. I don't know. I'm gonna fucking watch Tusk. <laughs> Do you like tend to like any of like those weird B horror movies or anything like that? Uh, depends what they are. Um, I really like the Killer Clown from Outer Space. I find that strangely hilarious. Oh my god! I remember I was exposed to that the first time. I was young enough to where it scared the fuck out of me. And then I didn't watch it again until I was like a lot older. And then I was like, "Okay, oh, yeah, this is good. I can't believe you thought this was scary." But I mean, I mean, some of those clowns really are fucked up looking, though. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of clowns, do you remember a while back where they had the like kind of seemingly nationwide problem where clowns were just showing up and scaring the shit out of people? Yeah. Dude, what did you think of that? Well, I actually wanted to cash in on it by making my my own clown video, but I never got around into it. 
<laughs> oh my god, that'd be risky though, dude. I swear yeah. to God, if I was just out in my yard and at night and I had my dog out and I turned around and there was some dude dressed like a clown outside my fence staring at me, <laughs> like at first I would be like, ah, and then I would get mad that I did that. And then that guy fucking better run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we're going to find out who's fucking feeling froggier. I'm going to fucking pick up a chunk of wood off my log pile and I'm going to fucking go after him. <laughs> Especially here here in Kentucky, you wouldn't want to do that because the rednecks <laughs> would like get their guns out and like you'd probably be dead. <laughs> <laughs> so what part of Kentucky are you in? Uh, the north, uh, eastern part. Oh, fuck yeah. You're not that far away from the Red River Gorge, probably. I think it's like an hour or two, I think. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's better than the 10 hours for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long drive. I gotta drive I can, all the way through fucking Illinois. <laughs> I can be in Ohio in like 15 minutes, and I can be in West Virginia in like 15 minutes from my house. Wow, that's kind of yeah. cool, man. It's a beautiful part of the country over there. Yeah. God, I think I had to drive all the way through Illinois, all the way through Indiana, just a touch through Ohio, and then down through Kentucky. But yeah, I couldn't believe how beautiful it was down there. So, you know, I mean, like, with your condition and everything, like, what what is, like, your average day like when you're not working? Like, what mm-hmm. what, what sort of stuff do you do to, like, mostly occupy your time? Well, um, when I'm not with my girlfriend, I'm just pretty much staying in the house or I'll occasionally hang out with a friend. Like in my town, uh, we don't have much to do. We have like the mall, Walmart and the movies. That's pretty much all we have. Oh, and restaurants. And that's pretty much all that we have to do in my town. So it's a pretty boring life, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I know what that's like, man. I grew up in a really small town and there wasn't much going on. You know, there was, I mean, it was pretty much like what you made of it. There really wasn't much for like real entertainment stuff. Yeah. And what's funny is that like when I go back there now, it's like the town has expanded so much that there's like a little skate park, like in the Mm. park that was closest to my house. And it was only closest to my house geographically, but I had to drive, I had to ride my bike like clear around town to this other road leading outside town to actually get to the drive-in to this park. But then after I'm grown up and move away, they like take this one open lot and they turn it into like a new drive-in for the park that is literally like three houses down from the house I grew up in. <clears throat> and it's like, there is a skate park over there. There's a nine hole disc golf course. And it's like, where the fuck was all this shit when I was little? <laughs> but i mean there's nothing in that town so far as like movie theaters or you know stuff like that yeah you know kind of going back to the star wars thing what's your favorite star wars movie um i really like the two the newest ones the last jedi and the force awakens so what did you like so much about those just how, like, well, first of all, I like how it's all one story about one family. It's kind of like This Is Us, except in space, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, like, like the females need a strong central character for them to be like, hey, I can, 
like I can recognize that this could be me with Ray. Yeah. So is like she your favorite character? Uh, my favorite character would have to be the Porgs, of course. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I meant real character. <laughs> Um, Jesus. <laughs> the porgs aren't real characters? No, the porgs don't count. I'm sorry. <laughs> the porgs are adorable scenery. Okay. <laughs> Question still stands. Who's your favorite Star Wars? I'm not letting you say porg. God damn it. <laughs> Um, let's see. Pro- uh, I don't know. Porgs. Um, see, now I'm being abusive. <laughs> don't sorry. make me choose. Um, I'd probably have to go with Luke. Yeah. Luke or Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca's great. <laughs> the That's next best choice. thing to a porg, I guess. <laughs> okay, now be honest. When, okay, slight Last Jedi spoilers. Be honest, though. When there was that scene where Chewie was sitting outside the ship and he was roasting that porg and he was about to take a bite out of it, how did that make you feel? I immediately thought of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> because he said that that was going to happen. <laughs> 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 I was. Let me tell you the truth. For me, I was disappointed he didn't take a bite because yeah. I mean, that thing looked. It was golden brown and delicious looking. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, you've already cooked it. Just fucking take a bite. <laughs> God damn it, Chewy! <laughs> this is the same Chewy that like wandered blindly into like a raw meat trap by set by fucking Ewoks, <laughs> and now he's getting guilted. <laughs> so not eating a porg. Come on, Chewy. I would, I would be guilty too. I mean, those adorable faces. <laughs> they do have those very big emotional eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. I don't know. It's kind of a weird character. To, uh, not, see, there I went and called it a character. God damn it. <laughs> See, they are characters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Statement redacted. <laughs> Interesting creature design. <laughs> um, it was almost like a cross between a puffin and a baby seal. Yeah, that's about right. And those are two very adorable things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What did you think of like the prequel movies or what would, would that have been like your first introduction to star Wars being, I mean, cause you're in your kind of mid twenties, right? Yeah. Early, early twenties. 22. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, were like the prequels, your first introduction to star Wars then since they would have been more new for you. I think the first one that I saw in the theater was uh revenge of the Sith. I think is the one that I saw first. So was that one like a good impression for you then? Like were you pretty much yeah. just like in, hooked on Star Wars? Yeah, I like that one. And then did you 
so from there did you go back and then watch the other prequels or from there did you continue on with like four five and six i don't really remember because it's been so long ago i have a horrible memory (laughs) (laughs) are there any other like comics that you read or any like books or like like kind of what are other fandoms are you into um i like doctor who uh harry potter is a big one for me uh, what else is there? Um, I I game a little bit. I don't game that much. Uh, Hamilton, obviously. <laughs> um, with uh, the Harry Potter ones, are you into more the books or the movies? The movies. I've never read the books. See, I think I saw the first two movies, and then I read all of the books, I think, before I'd seen the third one. And then so up to that point, I think I was able to read up to the fifth one. And so I'd read, yeah, I'd read every book like far, it, up to that point, I'd read every book like well before the movies came out. I think in a way that kind of did me a disservice with the third one, because the first two movies, the ones that were done by Chris Columbus, they <laughs> were really close to the books. Like they stuck to them pretty well. And then the third one, the Alfonso Cuaron one, was stylistically, it was a really neat movie, and I enjoy it now a lot more than I did in the theater. When I actually saw it in the theater, I walked out of there feeling a little bit bummed out because the book just was, it it just had so much other shit in it. There was like entire side plots and stuff that had gone on in the book that didn't hardly get mentioned at all, except for maybe as like a slight Easter egg or something in the movie, but... But at this point now, when I go back and watch them, that third one's like almost my favorite to watch just because it's, it's – I like the stylistic differences. But at the time, I was such a book snob that I didn't allow myself to like it. The third one's my favorite too, I'd probably think. The third and the fourth are really good. I like those two the best, I think. Yeah. Do the Expecto Patronum scene at the end when he finally fucking conjures it is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and that one, um, I'm pretty sure that's like exactly like it was in the book. With, with kind of how that whole thing went down. I actually got to see uh, Dana Radcliffe uh, on Broadway when I was in New York a couple years ago. Oh, what was he in? He was in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And before you ask, no, I did not see him naked. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I... A tell that I've uh, like that I've seen him. Ask me, oh, did you see him in the play that he was naked in? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I was talking to Ming Chen from the comic book men, and he asked me that too. <laughs> was that like a convention? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So, like, do you go to a lot of conventions? Um, I've been to maybe four or five in my life. Uh, but I wanted to go to see, I wanted to go to see to eat you this year, but I don't think I'm going to make it, but I'm still going to try to go to Lexington comic con. And, uh, there's one in Pittsburgh, uh, called like the Monroeville comic con. I think I'm going to try to go to that. If I can schedule my doctor's appointment around the convention. Oh yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You're already going to be in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Take advantage. I did that last year, and I met uh, Neville from Harry Potter. Oh, right on. And uh, at the same convention, 
I actually got my picture with uh, Adam West and Burt Ward. Oh, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, like, and then like, like a couple months later, he passed away. So I'm really glad that I I actually spent the hundred dollars to get the picture. Yeah, yeah, it's only that's pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's how weird would that be? It's like, what do you do? It's like, oh, I go and I hang out and picture strangers pay me a hundred dollars to take a picture with me. Yeah, like like you're there for a few seconds, you smile and you get out. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose if you're a people person, it'd be pretty easy. Yeah, you know it, it can't be that. I get, I bet it would get pretty fucking exhausting though, especially because you got to be on the whole time, right? Yeah. Because you don't want people walking away being like, oh, I paid $100 for a picture with this guy and he was an asshole to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how you get Bruce Willis stories, right? Oh, I have a story. Um, uh, William Shatner. I I cannot stand the guy now. Because I was at a convention in Columbus. I was at the Wizard World and he was there. And I was over close by his table and I went to take some pictures of him. I took five pictures, and he sent a guy over as I was wheeling away in my chair, and he said, don't take pictures of Mr. Shatner. <laughs> it's like, hey, Mr. Shatner is in a public space. Mr. <laughs> exactly. Shatner can suck my left nut. <laughs> uh, I have a severe problem with people telling me what to do. And I do a very good job of curtailing it in my professional life because, you know, you're not going to get far <laughs> if you can't compromise in situations like that. But I, it can come out in very weird ways with me where if somebody actually came up to me in public, like if I was at a convention and I took a picture of somebody from afar and like one of their security people came up and said that, there would be an altercation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! I don't know. I don't know how I would fare with that. At that same convention, um, I almost ran over Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> that guy's fucking huge. How do you almost run over a guy that fucking big? <laughs> well, um, you see, I went to the bathroom and um, I was okay. So I came out of the bathroom and I was in my chair, of course, and I was texting my friend, looking down at my phone, and. I was texting, and I wasn't paying attention to where I was going, and there was somebody in front of me. So, you know, I slowed down a bit so I wouldn't hit him. And I see a gigantic hand right in front of my face, and I look up, and it's the hawk. (laughs) So I, like, slowed down and, like, went the other way. Yeah, yeah, when you got the Hulk fucking directing traffic, you listen, right? <laughs> That's yeah. not the guy you get in the altercation with. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie, I Love You, Man? No. I haven't seen a lot of movies, apparently, tonight. <laughs> and that's funny, and you're talking with me. I haven't seen a lot of movies. <laughs> oh, there's this, uh, Lou Ferrigno's got, like, this recurring, like, kind of... He's not in the movie a lot, but the times that he's in it are pretty freaking weird. <laughs> but like one of the uh, Paul Rudd's characters, like a realtor, is like trying to sell his house. 
for him. And at one point, like the one dude, Jason Siegel's character actually gets in a fight with Lou Ferrigno. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like watch very many comedies or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, the last the comedy that I watched, I think was a couple weeks ago when I was sick. I watched uh, daddy's home. The first one. Okay, I, so I've seen the trailers for those. That's the one with like Will Ferrell and and Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah. Okay, so what did you think of that? It was hilarious. Um, I heard a lot of people like talk crap about it, but I found it hilarious. Did you see the second one then? Also, um, I was going to, but by the time I got better and stuff, uh, it was out of theaters. See, I had remembered seeing trailers for the first one. And then when I saw trailers for the second one, I was super confused because in the second one for the trailers, it shows Will Ferrell and Don, and Mark Wahlberg like getting along and then yeah. it like brings their dads into it. And I'm like, I remember like being so confused, like talking to my wife about it. And she's just looking at me like I was so dim witted <laughs> and I'm like, what is, what is good? And she's like, it's the second one. I'm like, there was. I was like, the first one's been out that long? <laughs> it's like, they made a second one already? It's like, wow. <laughs> In some ways, I'm so fucking out of touch. <laughs> like, I could go on and on about fucking, you know, weird off-the-wall shit. <laughs> but it's like, apparently time passes me by very fast outside my bubble. <laughs> so have you read kind of jumping back to comics here we're kind of jumping all over the place here but (laughs) um have have you read much for like marvel or dc or do you have like a preferred one over the other or like what's your thoughts on that um i haven't read much marvel or dc i've mainly been reading uh comics reading uh, image yeah based on you (laughs) and other people but mainly you though because you're talking about like oh image is like the best ever well i'm glad that i've done my part because <laughs> dude image is the best i'm not gonna lie <laughs> so is saga like really the first one that you've kind of gotten into like like gotten into like a chunk of it the first one i've read is actually uh nailbiter did you read all of it I think I've read all of it. I don't. I think I still need to read the last two trades. Okay, so you've read like the first four then? Yeah. Nice. What did you think of it? I love. I love like murder stuff. So because like I find that stuff like fascinating. Not like I'm like I'm not a murderer or nothing. But no, I know what you mean. <laughs> I find like like people who do that. I find them fascinating. And, like, why would you do that? And, like, the serial killers and stuff, that's just uh-huh. fascinating. Oh, you, you've got to keep reading that. I mean, you want to know the answer to it, right? Yeah. What, what made the Buckaroo Butchers? you got to keep – got to read yeah. those last two trades, dude. It wrapped up really well. There was – so Image does a, a magazine called Image Plus, and that last one that came out – it had on the cover, like, the little blurb was like, Nailbiter, a retrospective. You know, like, we go back and talk with the creators, you know, just in case. And it's like, just in case? What the hell does that mean? 
And so like, hmm. I got my hopes all up being like, oh my God, are they going to say something about Nailbiter coming back? And so I like really excitedly bought this magazine and like read it. And like, it was a really, really cool interview with the creators of the book. And it didn't drop any spoilers or hints that it might be coming back, but like, I'm still got my fingers crossed because <laughs> oh, there's just still so much that they could explore in that. But see the writer for that Joshua Williamson he's also doing the, some other books right now too that's keeping him pretty damn busy. He's doing a lot of stuff for DC. He's been doing The Flash which is like getting close to like 40 issues right now and it comes out twice a month. And then he's also doing Birthright right now and then he's got a new one coming out that's going to be a Vertigo title called Deathbed. And that first one comes out um God, it might be like mid-February, I think. I don't know. I've got that one on my pull list. I can't wait to check it out. I mean, I he is one of my favorite comic book writers. Joshua Williamson's like really great. And so I tend to collect all of his stuff. And I've got almost all of his stuff in single issues right now. And it's, it's more than what a short box will hold. <laughs> so I, I have a shit ton of his books. <laughs> but yeah, he's read, a, um, oh, sorry, Ice Cream Man? Yes, I did. Did you read that? Not yet, but like I want to get it, but I can't find it anywhere. Like I went on, like I checked Midtown Comics online, and I can't. They don't have the first issue anymore. So hopefully, I can go to the comic shop and get it this weekend. Yeah, and if they don't have it there, um, check eBay. Okay. Because I've found lots of number ones that have sold out in my comic shop, and then they didn't have it at Midtown either. And I'd look on eBay. And I can get it for practically the same price that I would have from Midtown. Okay, I'll check that out. It all depends on what the demand is on it. But for the most part, you can really luck out with eBay finding those hard-to-find comics. It seems like an interesting story. It was really interesting. I read it just the other day on my lunch break at work. And... It was not what I expected it to be. And it was like chalked full of all these like fun facts. <laughs> and so it like really spoke to me, you know, like in, in like the narration blocks, it would, you know, like if there was like a spider in the scene, it would like give you like facts about what this spider's poison does and everything like that. It was really interesting. But the, the story definitely takes like a, a turn that I didn't see going in it and it finished really strong. I liked it. And it's an anthology series, right? It's like a different story every month. I think that's when it's what it's going to be. I saw Jordan post that on the Supercast page, and he was he was texting with me and saying that it was going to be a, an anthology series. So that's pretty exciting. And yeah, and I know that yeah. he's Jordan's always got his finger on the pulse of what's going on in comics. He gets all, like the preview books and reads way ahead and and puts in orders that way and stuff. Whereas like I I pick up a lot of mine uh, digitally just because I don't really have the room to hold all the books. And it's like, I'll tend to try things out in digital. And if I like it enough, that's when I'll actually start collecting it. And otherwise I'll just kind of wait back and I'll pick up the trades. Cause I've got quite a, quite a trade collection as well. Yeah. I've been picking up trades. I like, like I haven't gotten into like, uh, like the single issues or nothing, but I was pretty looks like a one that I want to pick up. I think. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that does in trade. Cause if it's going to be an anthology, and they release it as like five stories in one book. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, to pick up a trade that's just got that much <laughs> different shit in it. 
Um, did you, this might be before your time, but did you ever read the, are you afraid of the dark or no scary stories to tell in the dark books? No. Those were great, man. I remember we were obsessed with those when we were kids. They all had super fucking creepy covers on them, but it was just full of like these kind of short stories that were, you know, just more or less scary stories. Some of them were like kind of urban legend, like, and a lot of them were like ghost stories and shit, but they were great. I'll send you a link so you can see what I'm okay. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Those books were great. Um, but that's almost kind of like what this ice cream man could end up being like. It could be end up being like, you know, like just a collection of good stories that you read them and it'll freak you out. And it's even better this way that's in comic form. Because, I mean, God, with Image Comics, they really don't hold back. Like, those are the books I have where I, I've told my kids, you know, hey, I was like, do you see this logo that looks like a lowercase i? <laughs> don't look at these books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've seen shit just in Saga where you're like... <laughs> yeah. Um, did you watch Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when that first came out, that movie? Did you ever see that? Yeah. Yeah, um, I actually just uh, rewatched that recently. What did you think of that? I love it. It's like uh, I think it's hilarious. Um, I like the little robot guy. I forget his name, the robot that uh, Snape from Harry Potter voices. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was the perfect casting for him. <laughs> um, so when I was in middle school, I remember a friend of mine loaned me the book and it was a hardbound book and it had all these different stories in it. And it started with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and it went through a whole bunch of them. So I really fell in love with that at a young age. And then I remember when that movie came out, I was so excited. And then when I watched it, it like really blew me away. The casting in it was so good. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had such a spectacular cast, and it was so funny. Yeah. I mean, like, everyone's in it. Just yeah, about. right? They got the guy from, God, and the actor's name, it's Sam, is it Sam Rockwell? Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Okay, yes, I love, he plays, um, of course, now the names are fucking disappearing out of my head. It's like, um, oh, the president, dude, god damn it. If I can bring up a fucking fandom, I can't even remember the names. I suck. <laughs> Zepod, uh, Beeblerock. Yeah, Beeblerock. Zephod. Yeah. I'm on. Uh, I'm on IMDb right now, looking at it. Good. I'm glad one of us is fucking prepared <laughs> because we're going off my memory, and that's fucking sketchy right now. <laughs> uh, most deaf playing Ford Prefect was fucking great. <laughs> I like him a lot as an actor. I think the first thing I saw him in was the Italian job. And then when watching him in um in Hitchhiker's Guide, I was like, man, this guy's fucking awesome. Martin Freeman. Yeah, uh, playing uh, Arthur Dent. Yeah. Helen Mirren. John Malkovich. Yeah, John Malkovich. He plays the other the the dude that lost the the election to Zaphod. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Nighy. Yeah, yeah, but he plays um wait, let me try and get this. Uh Slarda Bartfast. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> Dude, he's got a bigger role in some of the later books in it. And I think it is the third book in the series is called, it's either the second or the third one. It's called Life, the Universe, and Everything Else. Or maybe it's just Life, the Universe, and Everything. Uh, anyway, that one is great because they, they get to go around in his spaceship. And his spaceship, the invisibility field around it is called an SEP field, which is shorthand for somebody else's problem. <laughs> because people uh, instinctively ignore somebody else's problem. <laughs> it so makes his spaceship invisible. <laughs> and the calculation center in his ship is like, it's a bunch of robots and they're around like a simulated restaurant table. And there's like a robot maitre d' and a robot waiter. And everybody at the table, all the robot diners, <clears throat> there's like, you know, various states of food on the plates that they're kind of pushing around and they're all arguing about the bill and like doing math, you know, on the tablecloth and shit like that to try and figure it out. And that's where all the calculations are done in the ship because it's working off the principle that math works differently at a restaurant after the table, <laughs> after everybody's eating and they're figuring out the bill, math just works differently. <laughs> so those books are written by this dude named Douglas Adams and that dude had a beautiful way of looking at the world <laughs> and like just <laughs> describing it in this weird satire. It was just so wonderful. <laughs> if you haven't read the books, I highly recommend it. Like, or check them out on audible, you know, or, or whatever, man, they are so good. How much is audible a month? I don't know. And you know, what's funny is I was just texting in one of my other group texts and we were talking about audible and, and they were telling me that if like you get like credits on it or something like that. Cause I remember the first time I looked into it, I didn't actually buy it. I just looked at it and I was like, Whoa, that's, that's more than I want to pay, but apparently it can work out better. So it's one of those things that I need to look into again, but there's I just think too like many you get damn like things two, to spend three audio books. I think, like you get like two free audio books when you first start, I think, and then you get like one one credit a month. I think is how it goes. I'm not for sure. Oh, okay. See, I think the thing that, about it that I didn't like was that it was like, and I could be wrong, but I was thinking when I looked into it that there was a monthly subscription price, but then you still had to pay for the for shit that you were going to listen to. And I'm like, well, how about I just pay for shit I'm going to listen to? and not have a monthly subscription price. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? But like I said, I need to look into it more. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's like, there's just too many fucking things that's, that cost money these days. It's so damn hard. Between, you know, like automotive problems, you gotta fix that shit. God, my, my little dog went to the vet today. And the vet said that, oh, yeah, she's got some teeth that are going to have to come out because she's starting to get up in age. So it's like, God, now I have to pay like $600 at some point to get my dog's teeth fixed. That's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it's like she's a member of the family. I can't just let her go. <laughs> and the vet's yeah. like, like, you know, you're going to have to start thinking about it. Just kind of watching if it looks like she's chewing on one side. And it's like, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> so now I got a fucking doggy dentures or something I got to get for it. So yeah, I wish I was able to get audio or audible. <laughs> Maybe I will. Audio. 
I want to listen to some of the Star Wars books. I've heard they're really good. Like the extended universe ones? Yeah. Yeah, I've read a handful of them. They are very entertaining. I liked them a lot. And it kind of bummed me out when they, you know, because at one time those were all canon. And then when Disney bought Star Wars, they were like, nope, not anymore. And it's like, oh, some of that stuff was really good. And it's like they're kind of bringing some of it in, but, you know, it's a bit of a bitter pill when you're a fan of the extended universe. So on Audible, you get 30 days of membership free, plus a book to get you started, and then one credit a month after the trial. Good for any book, regardless of price. Okay, so you can have a monthly fee and just listen to basically one free book a month, right? Yeah. And it says your own library to build. Keep your books forever, even if you cancel. So that's awesome. Okay, so how much is it a month after it starts charging you? Uh, I'm not seeing it. The price. Um, easy exchange. Don't love the books? Swap it for free anytime. Oh, here <laughs> it is. It's fourteen ninety five a month after thirty days. Shit, that's really that's not, not that bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Adam, it took us almost a couple hours, but we came up with something fucking educational. (laughs) That actually sounds pretty good. This podcast is sponsored by (laughs) audible.com. No, it's not. They don't pay me shit. Use the code STARTCAST for 20% off your first month. That's free. <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I thought about doing um, like fake sponsorship commercials for this at one point, but I, I've never gotten motivated to actually do the post-production work on it. But I was thinking it could be really funny to do just as something really silly, especially with like some of like the really silly or group episode ones that I've done so far. It'd be funny to just throw that in where if there's a break, instead of putting like the elevator music in, just put like a fake, a fake commercial. <laughs> like NyQuil. Yeah. But then you just got to write up something totally funny for NyQuil. And it's like, you know, it could be a genuine NyQuil ad that you didn't get paid for. They certainly did not approve, but you made it inappropriately funny, maybe. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So like, do you want to uh, tell the listeners a little bit more about how they can find your YouTube channel or whatever? Um, You can find me on YouTube going uh, by going to uh, www.youtube.com slash Adam Cornette. That's A-D-A-M-C-O-R-N-E-T-T-E. Uh, follow me on uh, uh, Twitter at The Real Cornette. And you can find me on Instagram at AdamCorn0032, all one word. Right on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was really cool getting to, um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I definitely want to thank you for being on, you know, because I mean, especially <laughs> if you're coming from that, that, you know, position of, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not really the best talker. <laughs> it's like, like, well, let's do an episode and find out. 
<laughs> so, dude, I hope I didn't just bore the shit out of you <laughs> for, <laughs> for for like fucking nearly two hours. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking talking to your off about weird random shit. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what it is, though, right? Yep. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I want to thank you all for listening very much. Until next time, this has been StartCast. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'd like to take a moment to ask you all a big favor. If you enjoy listening to StartCast, please log on to iTunes and leave me a review. It uh, really helps with visibility for the show, and um, I would super appreciate it. If you're not a fan and you want to be honest and tell me how much my show sucks, go ahead and leave me one of those too.